I'm Santuan. I'm Antoine. And this is the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? Man, oh, I can't man, complain, I can't man. It got us uh it got us on the uh, we got one of one of the one of the realest authors doing it. That lifestyle got us able to talk to him, man. So right now on the connected experience, we got Stanley James the second. Y'all might know him as Crip Author Babyface, but we go really get into his story because me and him been chopping it up for about a couple years, not going back and forth, just getting to know each other. So we was we go we go sit down when we hit LA. We go sit down with you. Yes, and you. But yes, but sir. we know we wanted to get you in the mix right now. So why don't you introduce yourself to the connected experience audience? Well, you already gave me a great introduction, man. For those that don't know me, though, I'm the famous Hollywood Crip author slash publisher, man. Out here out in Northside Long Beach, man. Just just trying to make it away, you know, trying to build my empire, put people on. And I'm independent. So, so let's talk about Northside Long Beach because through following you, I know that's where you're from, but break down what Northside Long Beach, where you're from, what that actually did for the person that you are today because that's where the story started, right? Northside Long Beach. Right, right, right. right. And, you know, it's so crazy. I appreciate you for, for uh, putting me on your platform. I didn't even know we was doing the stream yard, though. That's why it's kind of like my, you know, my whole situation. But to give you the best of me, like Northside, Pretty much the homes I was in the video, the little homes. So that's like where I come from. You know, I used to like I grew up here. So it's like seeing everything from my big homies to the little homies that's coming up. It's like that's uh, that's the stories. That's my story. You feel me? So what part of Northside Long Beach are you actually from? Because this is a worldwide show, so you gonna have to break it down and explain it. Like, cause when people hear Long Beach, the majority of the world they only know Snoop in the East Side. So when somebody like I listen to Vince Staples, so I know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But for the world, what is Northside Long Beach? Because like any hoods in America, the North Side and the East Side, don't people not the same type of people. So explain, no, no. explain Northside Long Beach to the world. Look, Northside Long Beach to the world is is pretty much where the creatives is, we're pretty much where everything is done, where you get the money, the businesses, where you're hustling. So it's like North Long Beach is like the hub between Compton and Long Beach, you feel me? So we get best of both worlds. And it's like no disrespect to Eastside Long Beach or like no shade towards them, they're my brothers, but you could tell the difference between the North Side nigga and the East Side nigga if you put them together, you feel me? So. Cool. What would you say that biggest difference would be? The biggest difference? Just, just the swag, like how you carry yourself, you feel me? Like Northside, we pretty much is like homes, you feel me? Like we the, like we got actual, like it's majority houses, people that own houses and stuff, you feel me? The East Side is like uh, like all apartments. So it's like everybody stacked up on each other, you feel me? Okay, yeah, that's a good assessment. And the East Side, East Side Long Beach is small. That's why it's a lot of them out there. It's like, it's like, I can't, it's hard to explain. Like when you think of East Side Long Beach, it's not that big as everybody think it is. Northside is bigger than the East Side. Right. So the east side is like more condensed and the north side is more spread out. Right. But the east side is populated because it got like kind of if you heard of Poly High School, that's where most of the uh, athletes come for football. Yeah, so like Poly, the east side is like known for putting people out there because of reputation. 
but okay. but Northside Long Beach is really getting its just due now. Like you you starting to hear a lot of people starting to come out from Northside Long Beach, and Northside Long Beach always been the hidden gems. Like we had the actors like Tommy Ford, rest in peace. He stayed on the corner of me. We had a gang of people like Vince. We got Joey Fats. We got OT Genesis. A couple more people coming out. So. It's just we just don't get that much shed of light because everything is like on the east side downtown and you know where the white people are pretty much. Right. So how was it growing up out there on the north side? Like, did you have siblings? Were you from a two parent household? Yeah. Hey, you just, yeah. You the first. You the first people that started asking these kind of questions. Yeah, I grew up like pretty much my life. If you seen a Bronx Tale, where where the kid had had had, had the best of both worlds. One from a working father and then one from the streets. Yeah. So it's pretty much like that. But the gut I ain't gonna say the government, then people's like had a major part in plant uh separating my family. I, I grew up in a two-parent home, you feel me, until I was about nine or ten. Right. And I and I also know that you was a boy scout growing up and you like did a lot of activities. Yeah. So I, I was one of them kids, I was one of them kids. Mom had me in everything, anything and everything from from Boy Scouts to the YMCA to the YMCA to uh, after school programs to karate, anything, indoor soccer. I was one of them type of kids. Anything where people was pe at, you feel me? Because I'm the only boy, so. How, how far did you go on the Boy Scouts? Did you, you an Eagle Scout? Shit, I went all the way down until I like 17, bro. Oh, okay, so you definitely could start a fire and shit in the woods, huh? And I tell everybody, like, everybody <laughs> having bad reputations on God. I learned how to tie people up. I learned how to break guns down all that's from the boy scouts like the real boy scouts that's what they was teaching us how to start fire how to uh, uh garden how to you know right so, how to survive in the woods and all of that like real survival learn how to tie people learn how to tie knots and break guns down and you know yeah so how to make bone arrows so you say you was a uh, boy scout all in, uh, up until you were 17 tell me about the impact that your homie big face had on your life once you got into that adolescent 17 year old stage you said you said say, say, say it again i said tell me about the impact that your homie big face had on your life once you reached that 17 18 year old curve in your life big face had a uh, had an impact before 17 like he stayed like like a couple houses down the street from me so he was there since i was born like you from my family been here since the uh, mid 70s so it's like he always been a part even before i was born so but he was like he was like the guy in Bronx Tale, you feel me? Like every day I would see, like just going to school, five, six in the morning, going to the bus stop, just he like putting me on, like just, you know, but he always kept me like away from the streets, you feel me? Like go to school, like don't talk to no homies. And he, it's crazy how so many people like, I slipped under their nose for like good 10 years before they actually like, oh, who's like, you know? And then they right. all put it together. So that's why I, he's like, he's like really like a Malcolm X to me. Could have taught me everything. From like how to hustle, how to be independent, how to you know be a leader type shit. So, is he still here with us today? Is he still here? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. still here. He just had a newborn. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, when were you actually introduced to the gang life? Because you the Hollywood Crip author, so at some point in your life, the gang, the gang took over and you became that. Like, so when were you introduced to the actual gang life? Because I knew you said about you gang life so many activities. Right, like, bro, like, the gang life been here before me. Like, when I was, like, four or five, I'm going to tell you how, like, deep I am, like, on this block. It's the hundred block. When I was, like, four or five, it used to, like, every day, bro, like, from six, seven in the morning, for some reason, 
It used to be all the big homies just sitting in front of mom's cars, like they just 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 doing it every day. You feel me? So like I always been introduced just going to the parks. You know, I just never really like because I was so active into other shit, like playing sports and you know being a kid. So like you know, like it really wasn't. But I really want to say the real time being exposed, like like starting like getting indulging, probably was like sixth or seventh grade. And that's when I was claiming, like, I wasn't from a particular gang. Like, I just knew I wanted to be a gangster. You feel me? So I was like, we was, while, the, while my homies was claiming actual gangs, I was claiming like East Side Crip, West Side Crip, just whatever, just Crip. You feel me? So. Right, because one, one I, thing about Long Beach is this goes sound crazy, but everybody I ever heard from Long Beach is a Crip. Is it Bloods in Long Beach? No, nah, it's, it's, it's one of the only few cities that's all Crips. Okay, and that that's that's rare. That's super rare. That so right. Being from a city of Crips, you knew you was gonna be a Crip. Like it wasn't. That's no why I, like, I didn't care. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's why, why I didn't care about you know, the actual gang at the time. Crip, because, yeah, I, yeah, you put a game, you put a name to that game. You ain't really from that game. You gonna get your ass whipped, like. Right, but if you saying that you a Crip, like the whole city, I'm just out here, nigga. Whatever, what's happening? Yeah. Right. So. Being involved in all those other activities and then transitioning to gang banging and knowing the stuff that you learn from being a boy scout and all of that, that actually made you way more dangerous. Like some right, but it wasn't a transition. It. Like it wasn't a transition for me. Like like I always had it in me, whether I'm playing the gang or not. Like you know okay. I mean? okay, yeah. I was one of them type. So right, it was right. like like I, that's what I always wanted to be was a gangster. Like it would it would with no like real names attached, like that didn't matter to me. Just niggas knew what it was. So it was all about the money. So, right. So, during during all of this, you coming up? What? How? What's What's your age range? Are like, are you rapping? Are you Are you crip? Are you just gang banging, cripping hard? You ain't even thinking about that. Was from yet. like middle school, from like six sixth grade to like ninth grade. Like I'm just out here with the guys, you know. We just yeah, you know yeah. going up, like fine, you know. Right. I didn't actually get put on, like, cause I, like I said, I grew up here, so I already knew all the big homies, like pretty right. much. So, so you was born in it. Was, say it again. I said you was born in it more than right. Anything. Right. I told you though, like that means when I'm a kid, like I got two older sisters and stuff. When I'm a kid, like before they even knew me, they just all posted politics in front of my mom's house, like in front of the house. You feel me? So it's like you're gonna be indulging. You're gonna see it regardless. So. Now that you uh you older and all of that, like what do you see yourself doing besides being a gangster? When did the urge to put everything, all of these experiences and, and stories down on paper? When did you wanna when did you know that you wanted to be an actual author? I I always I always had the urge to put it on paper, bro. Like like a lot of people that know my story, I grew up in a church, like I like I always had a poetry book, like I always wrote short stories, like my feelings, like, you know, we used to write, like, the, the people really fucked this up when they split in my uh, parents' house, so, like, for me, so that's when I really started keeping journals, keeping poems, keeping, you feel me, so, like, I always was, a, like, a writer, so it wasn't a transition from a gangster to a writer, I just, like, we all grow, you feel me, you can't keep doing the same shit. Now, you keep uh, saying that the people split your family up, did one of your parents end up in the penitentiary or something? Nah, like, like for some reason, like my last name in the city, like, don't sit well with the police. 
So like they used to always come to the house like tripping and then and then like like when I was like nine or ten, they sent the white people like to come, you know, with the with the clipboards and the like yeah, I, yeah. they split us. Like they they split my parents and they told me like I'm, I'm 10, 11, bro. Like how am I supposed to feel when like a white lady and a man telling you you have to sign like legal documents to live with a person and you can't come back to this house? Oh, until so it was you like a CPS age. type of situation, right? And then that's when then the split of my parents. That's when like then the, my parents started taking their own little, you know, going through their own problems, and you know how they put it on the kids. So, so when right. they split like, y'all up, did y'all go with with, with with them peoples? When they split y'all up, like did y'all go with relatives or did y'all go with strangers? No, nah, I'm like they said they split my my parents up and then they like my sisters was already like 15, 14, so they already already they had me because I didn't want to leave. You feel me? So they had they had to uh, split my mom and my dad up. And I and since I was a kid, like my mom, like they was fighting over me pretty much. Okay, okay. So then they had me had sign legal paperwork to go to go live with moms, and I couldn't come to see my pops only for like the weekends for like like a couple years. Yeah, that's deep. How, so, how so do you like, like you nine and ten years old, you feel me? And then you sign, you don't know what they talking about. I don't understand what they talking about. You feel me? So, how do you think that affects you as an adult, though? Like, are you a parent? Yeah, I'm a parent. So, how did that? How did that affect like your parents and knowing that you had went through something so traumatic? It it just shows me, like. No matter, it's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be a lot of for the black family. It's gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be a lot of stuff that you're gonna have to face in your life. You feel me? And not necessarily going to that extreme, but just like when when parents get on Section Eight and and, and the government, you feel me? That's another way how they infiltrate the. the so and then black like family, they split, yeah. and then it was split up to mom and dad at the end, and then you got kids looking up, you know. And that's what at that them ages is crucial. So. You've been writing this whole time, your whole life, and then you put together a project, The Bus, Live by the Gun, Die by the Gun. Right. Let's talk about that because that's what started you as being a published author. Right. That was one of my worst worst times I could say. Like, I was going through some shit, like, around that time. So that's why, like, that book hit a lot of people, you feel me? Because it really came from a place where you know, black men don't vent. We don't have no places to vent or tell other people how we feel or what's going on around with us without the subject of the eye looking at us inferior. You feel me? So, right. so during writing that, right when on the heels of the release, you lost like three of your best friends. Was that one right. incident or separately? Like back to That's back? One to back? Incident. Okay. So. And it's during- like, you know, you know how you're growing up? Like, like, you know, like, damn, niggas you kick with, you share milk with. Like you feel me? We, we share each other clothes going to the mall. You feel me? Type shit. Like, yeah, everybody going in one day. And then the book come out, and like at the time, uh, the bus is like it just take over. It take over the urban fiction, everything. And this is right. your first project. So, describe the feeling to the listeners about the very first time you put that published book in your hand that it's called an author copy describe what it felt like right. when you opened that box 
and got your first author copy the first time you touched the bus. Describe that feeling. Man, that shit felt like the first time a nigga opened one of them packs, man. For real, when you bust it down, like, damn, <laughs> this shit gotta go. That's how I felt, bro. Like, I felt amazed. Like, damn, I really did something other than, you know? Right. And and around the same time, that's when your 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 uh your first child was born too. So it was a lot, literally a lot going like, on. I was going through a lot, you feel me? And once you release the bus, next thing you know, you come back and you you launch a whole publishing company. Uh, no, no. I, after that, I came. I hit him with uh, uh, "True to the Streets" independently, because I with the with the bus book. I did a joint venture deal with No Break Publishing, Terry Roden. Shout out, Big Bro. He the one that seen me pushing my poetry grind independently with the chapel. So he like put me on. Like, I don't want you to sign to the company as an author. I want you to sign as I want to sign you a book deal as a joint venture deal. Like, put your own money up. I'm gonna teach you the game in the industry professionally. Like, so. That's what I did, and the bus just took off. So then I followed up independently with Truth to the Streets. Like, let me just test okay. the water. Right. And then so Truth how, to the Streets. How like, was that bro, received? Bro, that when I got the when I got the uh, the receipts from Truth to the Streets, bro, that shit changed my whole concept. Like, all right, I think I honestly got something here. It's, it's not a fluke. Like, if I could do it once, then if I could do it twice, then. And then that's when I always had the idea of starting my own publishing company, like, even before signing with Terry Roden. Like, even when I was pushing my poetry chapels, I always wanted to do a, a, have my own publishing company. So, and I just felt like 2020 was the best time. So, what 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 made you always want your own publishing company? I always wanted my own company because I come from a, a family of entrepreneurs. Like, my dad owned his own business. All my, all my big face owned his own business. All the people I grew up looking up to owned their own business. From me. So it's just something in me that always, that's why I used to be a hustler. I always wanted to own my own business, right? So that's how it came about. Dope. So now at this point in your life, you two books in, so you, you knew the fatherhood. How was your life changing, the trajectory of your life changing when you, when you decide to start the publishing company? Because when you started the publishing company, right off the gate, you started working with, uh, some heavyweights like you start you pick you pick some good right. people to, to to work with so are you already watching those authors and and the authors i'm referring to keisha williams trevine edwards and major shepherd l were you already watching them or did each one of them come to you at a different time how did you what made you pick those three people i've always been watching them so like like you could tell you could tell, and they, from the interviews, like what they said, I've always been watching them for like years. And Keisha Williams, when like she's been supporting me from day one. Her poetry is dope. That's how we connected, like, because she supported me from my journey from day one. She's seen my growth. She knows my mission, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish, and she always been down with me. So, and then Major Shepherd L, I've been doing some little research on bro, like especially his backstory is amazing. Another reason why I followed him in the first place. And then I was just waiting for the perfect time so we could just work, you know, and, and we could work out this dealing with how it could be beneficial to both parties. So that's how it came about. And working with uh, Trevine, like y'all got something special. Like explain how that comes yeah, about. That's my bro. That, that's that, my bro. That, 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 that actually helps some street things going on because of who both of you are. So, like, his book, but, his book Project Baby, changed the tra trajectory of my publishing company. It went from it, like, like, skyrocket. 
that was the first one. That, that book actually put me on the news. So, and like, at like that first four or five months after that, like, the, the numbers on Amazon, the numbers of checks, it's crazy. So I was like, yeah, let me follow it up and invest, reinvested it, you know? Right, right. So how did how did Joe come about working with him? Because a lot of people, like I said, it's a worldwide audience. So I want you to be able to give the real backstory about why it's so special y'all working together. Not just because both of y'all are dope authors, but it means something to Long Beach as a whole that y'all right. working together. You know what I'm saying? So right. kind of break that down. How how the street politics played a role in how y'all played a role in helping the street politics, rather. Well, it all came about like I've been knowing and hearing of his name before the books came, like because he's a rival. He's, a, he's from a rival gang. You feel me? So like we already been clashing. We both of us already been hearing our names, and we bumped into each other like once or twice, a couple times. You feel me? So, and then like within the last, I want to say about like seven years, like we both, you know, like as time grows, as men, you gonna grow. You feel me? When you go to the pen and jails, you gonna grow. You have to, you have to eat with your enemies. You feel me? So, as men that's grown and came back and learning shit, like he was pushing the same narrative I was, like owning companies, writing books. You feel me? So then I made it a point, like to reach out to bro. Like I see you on the same shit, like like I am, bro. I think honestly we could change the world and put like the, put the past shit behind us personally as men, and then we could start trying to change the narrative for the streets. So like black men could come together, get money together, help take care of their family while they doing something positive. So. That's how it came about. And it took like, it took, I swear to God, it took about like a couple months for him to even respond to me, bro. Like, you know how niggas be thinking, like, oh, I think he's trying to line me up. He's trying to, you know, break that wall down. And like, once he seen that check, I put, like, nigga, you know, money, like, nigga, send that check. Then that's when he's like, okay. So that's how it all came about. So now that you got this, excuse me. So now that you got this independent powerhouse uh, publishing company, it, tell us the name. The name is Gang Tales Publishing, correct? Correct. So now that you got this, like being a CEO and an artist, so to speak, when you own the company and you do what the people do, like how do you do the scheduling on what's coming out? Like how do you know when it's time for you to step back into the game and release a solo novel or whatever? Right. I mean, for me, like, I'm, I'm on a page where, like, I always tell people, being an author for me wasn't, like, my dream idea. So, like, when I wrote them books, it was just me expressing myself, me, like, you know? So, I, like, I always tell people, being an author for me wasn't never my role, like, never something I want to do. I want to be a rapper and a business owner. So, like, once I really step back, like, okay, I'm going to still feed the streets, like, like, you know? But it got to come from a place from, I, I'm not one of them authors that's going to drop 50 books in one year, like all the same, like, you know, no, disc, no discredit or no shade to no other authors. That's just not me. Everything I drop is from the heart and it's personal. So it was like, I never was that author to like, but now that I got my company, it's more about them and trying to put more of my people on. So like, and it's not even about like, like which authors are the time or the rollouts. It's just about how many people I could put on and put them in a better position to for themselves to get themselves in a better position. That's that's one thing about me. Word, that's dope. So explain the name. How did you come up with the name? Because that, that the name sweet, the logo sweet. So it just break down why you chose that name. Because that's everything about it. When you see it, it makes sense. So talk to me about actually 
coming up with a name because it's difficult to name these companies, man. When yeah. you, when, when you believe yeah. in them and you know that they're going to be forever, it's difficult because you got to think right. about that a hundred years down the right. line. So right. like, how did, how did you come up with the name? Like everything you like, it's like natural for me. It's like, because I always say like everything I do and say comes like from a true spot. Like you feel me? So it ain't no, I got to think too hard or everything for me is true spot. Like I'm writing a book. I'm, all the games i'm writing about my life you feel me? so what 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 better way to tell tales through gangs people rapping about it what they call the drill music gangster rap and my pups company all my authors come from the streets come from that life like you know now they trying to show that how the life is and how to get up out of it so what perfect name is gang tales we telling tales from the streets telling gang you know right that's dope that's dope so when you walk, no one you wow. it, homie. That shit's mine. I own it. They don't use it. <laughs> watch, you gonna see a couple of people. Watch, they got the gang taste. You gonna see a couple of shit, homie. Watch. Oh yeah, it's always some biters lurking. You know, you feel what I'm saying? It's always some bottle feeders and some biters lurking. You know, because once you put the work in, they seen that that shit possible. So they just try to jump on the bandwagon. So look, when you out there moving around, when do you know that you got something with your first book? Because of course, you seem like you may be popular out there in Northside Long Beach. So of course, the neighborhood and shit go support you. So when do it grow bigger than your neighborhood? When you say, ah, I, 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 I got one. When I had. When I had, it's a video I'm going to post too. Like, India fucks with me. China fucks with me. That's why I tell all my people, like, a lot of people be worrying about the revenue in the States. You feel me? Don't get me wrong, it's revenue, but this is a whole world. You feel me? You got seven, seven different continents. You feel me? And China really loves us. Like, around the world, they really love the African-American stories. You feel me? So, once I started seeing them checks from over there come, that's when I knew. Now, how's your father uh, when it when it comes to like you being this entrepreneur? Because you said dad was one, and he see you doing something positive. Like, when did it? Like, how did how was that conversation when you like dad? Look at this business I started, and this starting to grow. Or or were y'all able to have that conversation? We had that conversation like all the time. Yeah, actually, I learned like the the business part, like for the for the for the corporate world, like business part from him. Because, like I said, he owned his own mobile diesel company service. He owned his own boat boat service. He owned his own. He was the actually the first black man in Canada on a gas station. So, like, I always studied him, like how he writes checks to his to his workers, how he how he do his own accounting, how he go to the bank and get these, you know. So it's like I always mind. I always shoot questions. One thing about me, I'm always Hey, your audio changed. Did you move your audio? Say something again. Could you hear me? I can hear you, but it sounds like a little, uh, like you a little farther away. Like, did you did it get off speaker or something? No, I can hear you clearly. Do, do it sound like that to you, AJ? Yeah, All right, it sounds like something changed right when you was in the middle of talking. It sounds like it changed. Yeah. yeah, like right now, like your voice sound different right now. So, say something. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It just sounds a little different. Uh, keep talking though. Like it, like it seemed like it seemed like you moved or something. Did you move down a step? It's I can see you sitting on no, the porch. I got I got a Samsung, man. 
So just speak up closer to the phone so uh, we can keep the audio uh, sounding, you know, good. So how do you actually like being a CEO and doing the business? Because like publishing is, it, publishing is a weird world. It's not like music. It's not like boxing. And it, it's not I, like. I, I think I, I, I think it's different. I think it is. I think it's just like the music. I think it's just like any other sports, sports or entertainment. It's so, all like I tell people. What I do is in the same house as music, films, art, and uh, all that creatives in the same house. You feel me? Just got to know the business. Just like how the music, how people, people don't know how to really honestly get paid. Like, you get paid. People don't know what points it is. People don't know how to do the numbers, how to do the streams. That's the same thing in books. Like, a lot of people just think, oh, I got a book there for you. can get an audio deal. People don't know about the, uh, the creative design deals. You feel me? So, you just got to know the business. Right, and you, you got that business. The marketing, yeah, you got you... the publicity, then you got the, uh, the agent deals, because you have to have a literary agent if you're not going independent. So it's just people don't, just don't know the business. Like I said, it's all in the same house. Because you know, we got the audio news, you can do the voiceovers. And then if you have children's books, if you got, if you got like certain characters, you have to get those certain markets, then that's a whole other feel for the licensing. So. Word, word. We um. So as uh, our audience know, I'm actually a award-winning best-selling author as well. You know what I'm saying? So from one author to another, and he's a black man, right? So from one author to another, man, I just want to congratulate you because I understand what you go through. Just being a black author, like they already like they don't expect you to own the publishing company. They don't expect you to know none of the business side. So. You learned all of this business from signing your first joint venture, but like, right. how did you know what to look for in that joint venture? Because you was actually just new, you was new to publishing yourself. So like, like I said, like I said, I always had a pops. Like, like I was surrounded by entrepreneurial people. So like, big face was he had a record label. So it's like he was dealing with contracts from Power One Hundred Six on like. Went to a Snoop Dogg, the East Siders, so that's where I learned the entertainment. So it's like I already had like who I wanted. I just didn't know. I'm not gonna say that I know everything, but I already had a good idea than most kids my age, you know. Right, right. So, what's next for Gang Tales? Like, what what's the release schedule looking like for 2023 or 2022? It's still the holiday season coming up, so break down the new release schedule. What y'all got coming? Well, in the family just dropped by my new author Tay Jax, so we pushing that. And then the next you can think about for the twenty twenty three is little short vlogs, little short films for these books. That's what we're doing. That's dope. That's dope. Short films for the book. What's gonna be the first short film we gonna see? Which which book go first? Well, I'm working on mine already, so that's like already starting to be worked on. But I think Project Baby is gonna yeah. probably be the first like mini short film series we do. I actually got a, a copy of Project Baby, but I just moved, so it's packed up. You know what I'm saying? So we just want, before we get up out of here, we want to extend our hand to you and your roster so all of them can come on and all of them can tell us their story and talk about what they're doing within the industry and how they got there because you got a company. So I'm reaching out to you yes, knowing that you got a company and 
like we said, the connected experience, we're giving you the open door policy. So whenever we could, whenever you could get your people on board, we could sit down and we could chop it up with them and do the exact same thing because every everybody's story different. How how everybody came to you is different. But all our stories matter. Exactly. So everybody, we that's what we do. We get we go talk to anybody who out here doing something, advancing themselves. So before we get up out of here, where can people find you at? Uh, you can just find me anywhere across Google. Just type in Gang Tales Publications, man. My whole lineup, my whole influence gonna be right there in your face. Dope, dope. AJ, where can people find you if they want to get at you? Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod. Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod. And y'all can find me at www.1sljackson.com. That's 1sljackson.com. Order your copy of the award-winning urban uh, fantasy animal instinct, the urban jungle. Go to, I mean, go to Amazon, type in the adventures of Shelby Sunshine and order the, uh, three book series that I write with my daughter that's also best-selling. And if you go to uh, Amazon and type in Justice for Nikisha, A Father's Pain, you can order the true crime novel that I just released with Calvin Hawkins. And we was, uh, for the last uh, for three weeks, we was in the top 10 and new releases in the true crime category. So that's how we doing it. We got uh, Stanley James II, the, the famous Hollywood Crip author. Thank you, brother. And, uh, like I said, we got the open door policy, so all your everybody who you working with, they can come on and tell their story. I'm Santoine. I'm Antoine. I want for my brother what I want for myself. Yes, sir. Hit stop recording. It would.